Welcome to Gimme Some Truth. I'm Kevin Castro, your podcast producer, and your co-hosts are Clint Walkner and Nate Condon, the co-owners and financial advisors at Walkner Condon Financial Advisors in Madison, Wisconsin. This is a podcast series dedicated to illuminate some of the darkness around fees, conflicts of interest, and the motivation behind recommendations in the financial planning industry. Here are your hosts. Welcome back to Give Me Some Truth. Today, Clint and I are discussing the pros and cons of fee-based versus fee-only. Why firms decide one versus the other, and what direction we may go in the future. That's right. This is a really important decision for our firm, and you know some of these things we are starting now to play out a little bit more publicly since we have this forum, and we wanted our clients and prospective clients to listen to kind of what we had to say on this topic. Um, you know, uh, the industry is changing more and more to a fiduciary standard. And I think at some point you'll see it probably mandated as a uniform fiduciary standard. But right now we don't have that. And so Nate and I are currently in the middle of a conversation about whether we're going to take the next step into being a greater fiduciary for our clients. We've heard from clients in the past that they wanted to see kind of how we make decisions. And, and they're somewhat intrigued by the idea that you know, both of us kind of put our heads together and, and come up with a path for the firm and, and how do we do that. So we thought this would be a good exercise to be able to show people um, kind of in, in real time how we make decisions. Uh, this decision is really centered around um, whether we collect commissions on insurance products. So it's not a huge change for our firm, but at the same time, it, it is something that uh, um, it has a lot to do with whether or not you truly believe in the fiduciary standard uh, for your entire business, uh, or frankly, whether or not uh, some firms just use it as a, as a marketing campaign. Yeah, so the majority of firms out there um, collect some kind of commission. And so, you know, we've talked about that in the past that some people are, you know, kind of insurance only advisors. And if they're insurance only advisors or just purely registered representatives, um, they'll receive commissions on investment and insurance products. And so that was your typical like stockbroker back in the day, um, you know, that people think of. They were making trades, they were hawking their stocks, and they made commissions on that. And as the advice industry has uh, evolved, we've seen that a lot of investment planning is now done on a fee-based basis, which is what we do. So we charge a, a flat management fee uh, to our clients to manage their money, uh, and you know we don't receive any commissions from any of the investment companies. And the other piece of that is a lot of advisors then re retain the right, as we do currently, uh, to accept commissions on the base of insurance products. So when we sell term insurance or if we sold whole life insurance, we really don't, but if we sold whole life insurance, we could get commissions on that. Uh, if we sold annuities, fixed annuities or index annuities, uh, we would receive commissions on that. And so there's kind of that inherent conflict of interest there between the two sides. Uh, and then if we took it one step further and went fee only, which you know very few advisors really are, that means that we receive compensation solely from our advice. So there is no situation where we would receive any commissions for investments or insurance. 
Yeah, so Clint, speak to the, the uh, kind of idea that, um, you know, collecting commissions is bad or investment products that have commissions are bad products. I mean, let, let's, let's uh, kind of unpack that idea a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess from that perspective, you know, if you were incented and the only way that you got paid was by the activity of a client and the compensation levels were different for different products, uh, you might, as an unsavory advisor, choose one that paid you significantly better that may or may not have been in your client's best interest. Yeah, I think that's really where, where the, a lot of this comes from is um, the, the conflict of interest piece um, to the business. And back in the day, back in the day, it's funny to say, because, I mean, it was, this change has been, has been recent, um, you know, more or less measured in months, not years. Um, so it's funny to say back in the day, but back in the day, um, it was almost impossible to run a financial planning firm or to be a financial advisor and not face some level of conf- conflict of interest. Because what a lot of people are not aware of is that mutual fund company A versus company B versus company C, or insurance company A versus B versus C, all paid advisors different commissions on different products. Yeah, for example, if you did a, uh, an equity mutual fund, uh, you know, American funds, for example, if the trade was, was a smaller trade, say it was a $10,000 trade, for an equity mutual fund, it was 5.75% was the sales load, and a percentage of that went to the advisor after going to you know, the payout grids and things like that, a percentage went to the advisor. If you did a bond fund uh, in the same company, it would pay you 3.5% was the load that the uh, client would pay, and so you'd earn a lot less if you sold bond funds. Um, and if you sold a, a balanced fund, it would be like 5.75%. Uh, so you have all these little conflicts of interest inside of that one transaction. First of all, you know, if I bought you 60% into an equity fund and 40% into a bond fund, you know, I would get paid less than if I put you into the balanced fund. So what do you think the advisor does then? He probably puts them into the balanced fund. He or, she, he or she puts them into the balanced fund, earning them more commission, having the same 60-40 stock to bond uh, mix in that transaction as an example. So there's all these little conflicts of interest. Or, you know, American funds is at 5.75% for their equity funds, and Alliance Bernstein had funds that were at 4.25% for a load. So we were under no obligation to, you know, sell one or the other. And so therefore, you know, it's just a situation where as an advisor, you always have these conflicts. So that's where this fee-based investment advice started to permeate in the industry that people said, I don't want to have this conflict anymore. So let's build a practice around just giving advice where we're agnostic to the company um, and agnostic to the the type of fund. And instead, let's try to build the best portfolio for clients uh, and we'll charge this flat management fee. And that's where kind of this fee-based planning or fee-only planning was born. Uh, but the insurance industry and, and a lot of the industry have gone has gone that way. I would say the vast majority of reasonably good financial advisors have that structure as their compensation now it's fee based but are we reasonably good i, I would i would hope so i would hope so i guess i guess good? you all can determine that <laughs> <laughs> i can say that kevin is reasonably good I, I don't know if kevin can say that about us or not i'm solid not solid b minus too kind solid uh, b minus he's a kevin is reasonably good 
He is reasonably good. Utility he's better than infielder. Than yeah, he's better than he's a starter. He's a solid starter. Wow, solid starter. <laughs> I don't know if he's an ace yet. He hasn't been here long enough. He yeah, right. Yeah, still figuring it out. Talk about playing it out in front of the public. Should we talk about Kevin's raise in this podcast at some point? I think <laughs> he's we working on that, that third out. pitch. <laughs> he needs that third pitch to, to tighten up a little That's bit. That's right. He's got a good cutter. Yep. He's got a good curveball, but he's still working on that changeup. Circle change is now where it needs to be. That's it. It's got good movement. You know, it's it's okay. just promise. Sorry. We digress. Uh, no, right. So we, we, we've kind of seen the industry evolve. And then from, from you know, back, way back, again, take it one step further back, way back in the day, those loads that Clint was talking about uh, used to be in the range of 7 8 9%. I mean, that, that's yeah, how much 70s people and 80s, were, yeah. Right, back in the 70s, that's what people were paying as a sales charge to buy a new mutual fund. So then the industry evolved and said that was, you know, too high, and so then it became lower, and then the advent of uh, fee-based, um, you know, and then and now looking at fee-only. So part of the the positivity of the industry moving to fee-based is that it made the, um, the fees that people pay much cleaner as well. Uh, we heard time and time and time again from people, I know I'm paying something, but I have no idea what I'm paying, and that's because it's confusing even for an advisor working on a load structure to, to determine how much the client is pay, paying and how much the advisor is receiving. Uh, so the, the industry moving toward the direction of fee-based uh, made it so much cleaner for people because it was just a percentage times however much the advisor was managing, and that's how much you paid per year. This is just one step further to say not only are we handling investments in that way, now all planning will be handled in that way. Right, and so the insurance industry really hasn't kind of kept pace with the uh, investment world, and so there are very few, I will call it kind of advisory friendly contracts out there. So um, it's kind of a, an oddity that we see. And they're starting to get more involved in those sorts of products where they strip out all commissions and instead um, you can put an advisory fee on the top of it or advisors are just moving to, say, an hourly fee structure to possibly go to, okay, I need term insurance. So, all right, I'll pay you 100 bucks an hour to, to go out and shop all these different insurance companies. So there's a few different ways that you can provide this advice on a fee-only basis. From our firm, just bringing it down to Walkner Condon, I mean, uh, insurance is a small component of our business, and for us, I would consider it to be more of an accommodation strategy than anything else. Uh, we're fiduciaries right now on investments, and we really kind of carry that out for all of the planning inside of our firm. So, you know, when we do insurance, we, we commonly look at, okay, there's 20 different insurance companies here. Let's Let's choose a highly rated company that happens to be the least expensive, and we'll, we usually just show those to clients. Uh, and let them you know, select, okay, well, I want to pay this in premium, great. And we, we build the coverage for them. And it's about 5% of our overall firm revenue if I had to give a round number. So it's not a huge portion of our revenue, but uh, that one can still argue that, and this is the discussion that Nate and I have had back and forth, is it accepting commissions from insurance companies in inherent conflict of interest and should our firm move to say we're no longer going to accept any commissions at all because that makes us true fiduciaries yeah so the the decision that we're making is is really centered in the um in the insurance arena i mean that that's whether whether we go fee only or not is, is really not going to have any impact on the investment side of the business it's really centered more on the insurance side of the business so the decision is really 
do we want the um, ability to be able to call ourselves uh, on our website in marketing and in conversation fee only across the board and therefore fiduciaries across the board on everything? Or do we want to continue to operate the way that we operate now? Um, so again, the, the change, the, most clients will won't even feel a change at all. Um, it's more of us um, deciding whether or not we want to be right there on the forefront uh, again uh, of moving from fee-based to fee-only, which, in, again, in our opinion, is where the industry is moving, or do we want to continue to operate as we are right now and potentially look at making this change a year, two years, five years down the road? That's right, and I think it, it may be inevitable that a lot of companies do move to fee-only, but there are very few that are actually fee-only in our industry. The majority of them are now fee-based, um, you know, because a lot of institutions, that brokerage side of their business still generates uh, trail commissions and things like that, so they don't want to necessarily get rid of that business. So I don't think you'll ever see some of the bigger wirehouses, your UBSs or Morgan Stanleys or Merrill Lynch's, I don't think you're ever going to see them you know, move to a fee-only type of compensation structure uh, unless they were forced by regulators to do so. Yeah, you know, and that's okay. I, we're, we're not saying that this is the only way to do things, the, the best way, in our opinion, it's the best way, but, you know, there's a lot of different ways to be able to do financial planning in the world, and, and so we're not saying that, um, you know, this is the only way that people should operate, but we truly believe in the fiduciary standard, and it's our thought that if you are an advisor that truly believes in the fiduciary standard, which, again, is just defined as putting client's interest before the advisor's interest, uh, that this is um, the direction that you should move toward or already be at um, if you're going to take that standard seriously. Yeah, and, and the you know 5% revenue number that we give, it, I mean, it, it sounds small and it isn't real big relative to our revenue, but it still is a, it is not insignificant. So, I mean, Nate and I, if we make the decision, our firm revenue will likely go down as a result of that um, unless people, you know, maybe it helps us from a marketing perspective, I don't know. Uh, but it's more of a situation where we're not concerned as much about the revenue. What we're more concerned about is, okay, well, if we're truly doing what's right for our clients at all times, does wearing two of these different hats sometimes get in the way and be problematic uh, for the advice that we give? And I, I guess there, you're never going to know the answer to that because I don't feel conflicted when we give advice. Like I don't feel like... Oh well, you know we should recommend AIG over MetLife when we're quoting term insurance because MetLife pays me a little more. I mean that's never really come into my head. I don't know if you feel the same way, but I don't feel like we're conflicted. But you know, as a client and how they perceive it, I, it is one thing that that I think about. You know, when I'm when I'm thinking about okay, well, what what does a client really want? You know, and what do they want out of their advisor? And what's the most important thing for me? And well, I think one of the most important things for me might be that. I want to know that they're giving conflict-free advice. So if I was looking for a financial advisor, you know, I would think that that would be very important. And I think it's great that we disclose everything and you know all of that, and we follow all the rules that we're supposed to follow. And uh, but you know, that's that's one of those things that does keep me up at night. Where I, I think about that a lot. Yeah, as Cliff said, it's hard. It's a it's a tough decision to measure because we don't really know um, if we stay where we're at. Do we are we potentially 
uh, losing the ability for our firm to grow even more because we don't, we can't say we're fee only. Um, while at the same time recognizing that, again, as Glenn alluded to, we're probably going to see a drop in revenue uh, if and when we go this direction. Um, and then is that made up with the um, potential, um, you know, ability to market that we are fee only and does that, does that help grow our business? That's one piece of the equation. The other piece of the equation is a little bit more idealistic, um, which is, again, do we, do we feel at the end of the day like we are truly fiduciaries in every single capacity? We feel like we are, and we feel like that's how we operate every day, regardless of whether we're talking about somebody's investments or their insurance or their mortgage or their car loan. Should they refinance it? Should they do something different there or their kid's student loans? I mean, we feel like we're fiduciaries across the board. But it's, it's one thing to feel that way, and it's a completely different thing to um, be able to say from a pure legal definition, yes, that is what we are. Exactly. Now, let's take it from a complete layperson's standpoint. I mean, you guys got a little bit, but Kevin, what is when you hear this and you hear this conversation kind of play out, I mean, what thoughts pop into your head? Um, I mean, just from, again, a layperson's standpoint, I'd say just based on the whole fiduciary thing, it definitely seems further into that definition of things, which from a person who wouldn't really necessarily know everything about that, it seems like nothing but a good thing. But again, it's kind of a more complicated thing and fleshing it out more and something like this is obviously only going to help people understand it a little better. I mean, we might have to cut his pay by like 25%, but... You well, know. then I hate it. Then, so. <laughs> yeah, right there. That's a great conflict of interest conversation right there that just played then itself out in the last it. five seconds. <laughs> Kevin went from it being totally fine to conflict of interest. I hate it. Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, I guess we probably posed it to all of our clients and said, yeah, well, to make up the revenue, all of our clients' fees are going to go up by uh, you know 10% because we made this. I, I think the decision... Uh, we'd have some backlash on that. But if we said, all things being equal, how would you decide? And, you know, it would be interesting to hear. Uh, and, and if you are listening to this and want to comment on it, we'd love to hear your feedback on, on what you thought about this conversation and what you think we should do. Uh, the decision is not final for us at this point, but I think it's a good, uh, you know, I think it's healthy for us to play this out in public and, you know, we'll see where we go with this. Yeah, I think the decision is made from the standpoint of we know it's going to happen. So really, it's a, it's an argument of, of timing. Do we do it now? Do we do it in a year? Do we do it in five years? Because we truly believe this is where the leaders of the industry are going. Um, as Glenn said, there's some firms that, that will likely never get there, and that's okay. That's how they choose to do business. But our in our opinion, um, the, 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 the true um, kind of good guys and good women in the industry are taking the industry – into better and better places, and that happened by moving into fee-based, and now it looks like fee-only is even that next evolution. Um, but it's a timing question. It's a, it's a timing of, you know, do you do you go there today, tomorrow, or, or five years from tomorrow? We don't know yet. That's what we're trying to decide. That's right. So stay tuned. We'll uh, more to come. More to come. Future podcasts, future uh, communications, and you know, maybe you'll hear about it in a week or two, and maybe you'll hear about it in a couple of years. But, you know, we'll, we'll be communicating with you and letting you know about the decision-making that we had. And thank you so much for spending time with us, and uh, we'll talk at you soon.
Advisory services are offered through Wachner Condon Financial Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the states of Wisconsin and Texas. Clint Wachner and Nate Condon are investment advisor representatives of Wachner Condon. Kevin Castro is an office manager and marketing communications specialist for Wachner Condon Financial Advisors. He is not registered, and his participation in this podcast is limited to unregistered activities and will not be providing any advice that is investment-related, nor should any comments he makes be construed as giving investment advice. Insurance products and services are offered through WC Insurance Services, LLC, Wachner Condon Financial Advisors, LLC, and WC Insurance Services, LLC, are affiliated companies. Content should not be viewed as an offer to buy or sell any of the securities mentioned or as legal or tax advice. You should always consult an attorney or tax professional regarding your specific legal or tax situation. Wachner Condon Financial Advisors LLC is not engaged in the practice of law. Whenever you invest, you are at risk of loss of principal as the market does fluctuate. Past performance is not indicative of future results. Purchases are subject to suitability. This requires a review of an investor's objective, risk tolerance, and time horizons. Investing always involves risk and possible loss of capital. Long-term care, estate planning, insurance products, and tax advice are not offered through Wachner Condon Financial Advisors, LLC. Wachner Condon works on a best efforts basis and does not promise or guarantee any results. Past performance does not represent future results. Please see wachnercondon.com for additional disclosures.